Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in living the status quo life, who wants to hear from other ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga. Join me as I follow my curiosity around what living a successful life really means. Let's dive in. Okay, so today we have Sherry Bellinger on the show. She is the owner of Bell Seren Salon in San Diego. She's the founder of the digital course Roadmap to Salon Success. And last but not least, she is a mom that I admire. And I love following her story and journey on social media. And I've been wanting to talk to her because she's someone that I just feel drawn to. And I'm really excited to dive in with her today. So Sherry, thank you for being here. Thank you, Lindsay. That's so sweet of you to say. And I feel the same way about you. So I'm excited to chat with you. And hopefully I get to know you a little bit more too in this. Yeah, totally. So when I when I think about like why I wanted to talk to you, I, I was like, okay, sh- sh- I already was following you and like, oh my God, I love how you parent your daughters and how you like champion their being who they are. And I just can't help but think that that's probably like there's a through line through everything that we do and, you know, doing like watching your business and career on on Instagram. It's made me like really more curious about your process and your journey to like being so who you are. So can you bring us a little bit like up to speed of like how you got to today and like your elevator pitch of it? (laughs) Oh my God. Well, <laughs> I just turned 40. So there's many years of, of that. Yeah. But like talking about, you know, how I parent my kids and just really trying to nurture their individuality. And um, I feel like one of the things that stood out to me as a parent is, and one of my biggest goals is to raise kids, daughters um, with confidence that like somehow I can nurture their confidence because we know the world is going to rattle and shake that. And so just, you know, my, my kids are almost two and five and just like, I just, it feels really important to me and I've actually dissected it too. And I think looking back just through childhood and, you know, into high school and, and so on, I think confidence is something that I lacked. And I think on the outside looking in, it wouldn't appear that way. Um, I think maybe my lack of confidence and lack of feeling like I fit in or um, terrible self-worth and all these things that could have held me back and maybe should have from my upbringing. Um, I'm like that story that I used it to kind of plot twist and I use it as a motive to, you know, kind of strive for greatness and kind of create um, this environment that maybe my whole life I never felt like I was worthy ever fit into, yet I've made it on my own terms with my business. Um, and doing so authentically, I've attracted like-minded, you know, our customers and the stylists, and it's like this beautiful thing. But I do, I do think it's that that piece of just that um, emptiness from you know childhood and upbringing, that loneliness, that insecurity. And so as a mother, it's just, I want to do everything I can to raise like confident women. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just thinking like, that is such a superpower though, of like taking your childhood and like having it infuse into your life. Like it was just making me like appreciate my childhood more as you were talking of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like we don't 
end up with these lives that are perfectly tailored to us or the intentionality that's in your in your day-to-day life because of maybe the things you didn't have is mm-hmm. actually a really cool like lens to view things through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, I want to give people a little more context. So one of the things that I was like, I showed to like so many people was that reel you made of your daughter. She wanted to wear her um, mermaid suit to the park. And I was like, you know what? That is so real and so honest. And, but you also wanted her to be herself and she, and she couldn't even walk hardly in it. And like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, this is my five-year-old who, I mean, she's her spirit. And I mean, she, I swear she came out of me just like sparkly and just like this really cool soul. And, um, yeah, I mean, she, it's almost like she likes to get in character often. (laughs) And I don't know if it's, it's how she, it's like her shell, it's her security. I don't know, but she definitely she's into mermaids right now and she has like a mermaid outfit that does have a full tail and we were going to the park and she really wanted to wear it and i'm like this is you know i obviously have the parent thing like this is ridiculous like this is not safe you can't walk in this this is it's cold outside it's all the reasons but she will kind of challenge me and like it's really cool. I think the way that we parent, like she debates and she problem solves and she comes up with, you know, when we say, Hey, I don't think that's a good idea. She's like, well, what about if I do it this way? And so it was just kind of one of those mornings where it's like Raya won and it wasn't worth any, you know, holding her back and she found her way. And so she literally dressed as a mermaid to the park and she made her way up the the jungle gym and down the slide and she found a rock and she was literally like in her element singing whatever mermaid songs and like little kids were looking at her and saying like, is that a real mermaid? And it, it made her feel really cool. And I just, you know, I, I don't even know what the judgment is of other parents or I don't, I don't care, but um, it's just a, a choice that I've made because one day she's not going to want to do that right? Like she has wild, wild hair too, which you can see if you um, follow me. It's like the craziest mane that any hairdresser uh, (laughs) could ever see or work with. And somehow that's my kid. It's like I do hair and I have that hair. It's just incredible. And, um, you know, I don't force her to pull it back or tame it down. Like if she feels good when she looks in the mirror, she doesn't, she still, she doesn't think she looks any different than anybody else. And I, I feel proud of that as a parent. Like I don't force her to tame down who she is. Yeah, no. And I was, even when I was thinking of like her being at the park and like dressed as a mermaid, I'm like, isn't that like, I I once did a karaoke song to 50 cent in the club and I, turns out there's a lot more lyrics to it. And I, I was up there, people were laughing at me. I was like, I refuse to get off this stage. Like a lot of being in business for yourself or like going your own way in life is like, kind of getting laughed at. And I feel mm-hmm. like, um, and I'm, and, but it's like that idea of just being like, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to be me. And I feel like there's such an analogy for like life in there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Or, or just, yeah, like just everyone's always going to have an opinion and, and it's their own projection. It's their own triggers, their own things. And, you know, it's, um, you know, my lifelong goal to kind of like 
bounce that off and not let it absorb. And, and especially having kids, it's like, I'm so protective of them. So kind of like people being more remote, people kind of doing their own thing. You're doubling down on being like, a, a you have a commission salon, right? Yeah, I have two booth renters. So I guess technically I'm hybrid, but I'm I'm primarily a commission environment with opportunity to booth rent if it's like the right person, the right fit, the right everything. And I'll always be that way, probably just like a maybe a small, small handful of booth renters, but then commission employees. But I kind of love that too, because I feel like things can get so rigid, you know, and like, I feel like life is so gray that like, my friend Jenny and I were saying one day, like part of being like a pro is being able to be like, I don't love double booking, but I will, I can do it and I can do it well when I need to. And just kind of like things being so like, I don't know, things, things are so gray in life. And so like, what, how, how have you found a way to, you know, like be in the salon, have a team? Like, what does that look like? Because I've, I see you as someone who's found a way to do it really well. And I think it's something that's really challenging, especially in like the climate we're in right now, where it's like so popular for people to have flexibility to be remote, not necessarily hairstylist remote, but just in general, just like how have you found yourself navigating it all? I mean, it's been trial and error. I've owned my salon for eight years. And prior to that, I've I've done hair for 20 and you know, it's always been in the back of my mind wanting to create something bigger and outside of myself. Um, but for starters, I kind of just built my career and built a really successful one. And I wore every hat um, under the sun as a hairdresser. And, you know, I, I was an employee. I did commission. I booth rented. I owned a suite. I, I moved to LA. I did celebrity hair. I did hair on TV. I did editorial hair. I was a blogger. Like I tried on all these hats. I had assistants. Um, and then I got to this season where I no longer wanted to be the star. Um, and I wanted to help, um, you know, kind of train and house stars. And, um, you know, I guess the, the foundation of it too, is I was booked out, you know, six months in advance, I was working at a capacity that I couldn't do anymore. And so the thought of having a space where I could hire like-minded people and, you know, train them, kind of take them under my wing and then be able to refer clients was, you know, an organic business thing. Um, And then, you know, I think I just, I don't know, I love it. I love leading people. I love kind of, you know, stepping back and watching people shine. And I think, you know, it's just been trial and error kind of finding my way over the past eight years and navigating the pandemic, navigating, um, just the growth of social media and the influence that that has on stylists, uh, the growth of salon suites and, you know, the, the need for independence and freedom, uh, just the, the toxic, you know, talk on social media of, you know, salons. And so it's been really fascinating for me. I'm kind of like a constant student and I'm very observant and kind of taking things in. And I think, just what's worked for me is I've always gone back to my core, my why, and the foundation of why I do what I do is to help others succeed. And their success is my success. And so, um, and I kind of do my things my way. I'm I'm really open-minded. I'm not like just a commission salon or just a whatever. It's just, there's, there's so much fluidity within my business, but where there isn't is just our 
you know, our core values and, you know, my culture and just what matters to me. And, and I have found, especially now, you know, 2003, we're going into 2024 or 2023, 2024. I, I predict that just people are craving more and more of a nurturing team environment and a community where they can grow and have freedom, but have relationships and just kind of that, that we've been lacking and I feel like salon owners are so exhausted and we're so jaded and we've just, a, a lot of us have given up or pivoted. And so there's a lot of stylists that are craving that, that sort of salon that will nurture them and give them that, you know, great career foundation while having like friends and peers and community. Um, but I feel like at least here in California, where I am in Southern California, there's few and far between of us left. And so that was also a motive when the opportunity came for me to expand my salon and grow substantially. I had to sit with it a lot and figure out, you know, what this next season of life is going to be as a salon owner. And I just feel this innate responsibility to keep creating um, something that can be a house for stylists that need what I can provide. Yeah, no, even like as you were talking, I was thinking, I feel like there's so, so many people too that maybe they're listening to this and they're like, I want to create something like that. Like, I think that there's such a path for people to go independent and there's such a path for people to like go into suites or to start an apprenticeship. But I do think that there there is like a whole group of people that I feel like are meant to like have salons like you have. And they, they're, you know, I love that you have a course because it's like, I, I had two commission stylists. I worked in a big salon and it is a totally different thing to have that sense of responsibility for people. And I think like, you know, it's, I feel like that is the future, like for a lot of people that have gone into suites to then branch off and to have, to create a bigger culture. And I think it's so cool what you're, offering people and that you are like an example of because you know for a while it got like very like oh commission salons but like I've always said I'm like people misunderstand me I'm independent it suits my lifestyle but I also would be a great employee mm-hmm. yeah if you have the right environment you know and I, I just think there's something for everybody in different seasons of life too like there's oh, yeah. for me before owning a salon like there's times where it served me to be a booth renter and self-employed. And then there were times where it really served me to be a commission employee. And, you know, it's, there's no greener grass. It's what works for you in whatever season of life you're in. And, and yeah, with roadmap to salon success, the, the digital course I made, it's, it really is my give back to the industry in hopes. Cause I can't one-on-one -on -one coach. Like I would love to be a business coach or a salon coach. And I've had people ask me countless times over the years, but I have right now 22 employees and I have two kids and, you know, it's like, there's, there's not enough time in the day. So creating the course was basically my next best thing where I, I put in everything from my experience that I really, I know is going to come up for these salon owners, whether it's a new salon owner or a seasoned salon owner that is like, shit, I need help. And I don't know where to go. Um, and not just like, I need to learn my numbers and I don't know how to do the accounting or whatever, but like the, the 
the core of what's going to make a salon either, you know, like grow and shine and be great or kind of fail. Because anyone can open a salon. Anyone can get loans and save their money and dump a bunch of money and build a beautiful space. Anyone can try to attract guests and stylists. But what do you do after that? How do you keep people? How do you keep growing? Like there's a whole, I have a post on Instagram that's like, what is it? It's like opening a salon takes guts, but keeping a salon open takes grit. And so growing up the salon success is really like what my grit is and my give back to anyone that needs that. Yeah. And I love what you said about how like you, you don't really have the space to do one-on-one coaching and like the seasons of life. And so how do you decide like the season you're in right now? Like how did you decide where, what your attention went? And like, you know, cause like I think people do, people are pulled in so many directions and like, you sound so clear on being like, okay, like this is where my energy is going and this is where it's going. Yeah. I, and, and don't get me wrong. It's not perfect either because I will say, you know, what goes last in my world is myself and my husband, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Like we, we laugh because we're in like what people say, like, oh, you're in the thick of it with the age of our kids. You know, it's like an almost Mm -hmm. two-year-old and a five-year-old. It's, it's a circus. It's just, it's a lot. It's amazing. It's beautiful chaos. But, um, you know, I would just say that, you know, my kids come first and I have boundaries around what that looks like for, you know, my life. And then my salon comes second. And then, yeah, I mean, what suffers though is finding the time to exercise or, you know, um, just anything, you know, for my husband and I. So, and that's just the season we're in right now. But I think my priorities are just my kids and then the business. But it's like, I'll wake up at 4.30 in the morning because the only time I have to work on my business and self before my kids wake up and there's the whole, you know, dynamic of, okay, got to get to school. And then now we have to go to the salon and I'm maybe taking clients or I'm, doing meetings or I'm navigating just different business ownership or building out the salon. And then I pick up my daughter from school every day. And then there's the whole, the dinner, the bath, the bed. And before you know it, it's 8.30 PM. And it's as a parent, your hours are so limited that you can have for yourself. And so I think for me, my constant reminder when I get, when I start getting in over my head is that I need to cut back Um, just how much time sometimes I'm spending in my salon or saying yes to taking clients. And um, my goal always for me is to only work behind the chair like 12 hours a week is the goal. And then I can find more balance for myself and my husband within, you know, the kids and the business. Yeah. Figured out though. Like there's no, there's no perfect and something's always suffering somewhere, right? Like it's just, you can't, we're as humans, we can't do it all. So that's where. Totally. Well, I love, I love that you know how much time you you should, you ideally work behind the chair because it's like, okay, 12 hours is still a lot of client time when you have 22 employees and you're building out another salon. And like, to me, like, like I've heard other people say like, you need to know what enough is. And it's like, that's enough clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like enough of, you know, I, I, I do think one day I'll retire from doing hair and I, I battle it all the time, but I, I think I would be sad if I did completely. Um, and I love 
I love that time, but truly, I mean, um, the business comes first. It has to, when you own a salon and the bigger you grow and the bigger you dream of your salon being, I mean, there's just, there, there's only so much you can do. Obviously, if you don't have kids or you don't have a partner and you just are passionate in a workhorse, that's a little bit of a different reality. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, what's like your favorite part of owning a salon? Cause I like, la- like two weeks ago, I was having some water damage and like in my salon, it was like the week of Thanksgiving and I was like looking around and I was like, I'm so glad these clients come here. And I'm so glad that my coworkers that rent from me have this awesome space. And I was like, I think I want to leave. I like working alone. I like creating this space for them. <laughs> I like that they're here. And I almost walked up to my client, Kayla, cause she knew I was struggling and said, all right, Kayla, I'm going to go. Uh, maybe just ask one of them to take care of you. Yeah. Um, in about 30 minutes, have one of them wash your hair and you should be fine. Um, so like I know myself and I'm like, you know, like that shifts and changes over time. And like, for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like the more, the longer I do hair, the more I kind of like to do it alone. But Mm -hmm. what you and your salon, like what lights you up? Like, I loved seeing those people in my space. I was like, you guys should stay here. I'm going to go. Yeah. I think my favorite is when the salon is cranking and I'm not behind the chair and I can just kind of, you know, I, I help the salon flow and then just sitting back and kind of taking in just, you know, seeing, seeing the dynamic of the clients and the stylists and just the, you know, I always go back to the sense of community and home and like, I'm sorry. I don't know if you hear my child in the background. Um, but that's what fuels me, like creating a space where obviously clients feel comfortable. Like I love when clients like kick their shoes off and just like, you know, they say yes to the wine and the cookie and they're just like doing their thing. And I love seeing my stylist happy and just even the relationships between my stylist and employees. Like that's that's one of the coolest things that I would have never really thought about when I opened a salon was just the amount of relationships that will blossom from it from when people work for me and beyond like best friends are created at Bell Seren and they remain best friends even when they're not working with me anymore and that feels like an honor to have a space that nurtures that so for me what fuels me it just really is trying to create like a happy place for everybody and and try to help my my stylists reach whatever their dreams are behind the chair. Um, it just, it fuels me. I'm so passionate about it. I'm so passionate about business and coming up with just different strategies and ideas. I'm constantly coming up with things and it's just, it's my passion. Okay. So you guys know that I have a very multi-passionate life, but this year I've really been honing in on healthy choices And one of those choices for me is Magic Mind, this two ounce elixir that helps me get honed in and focused. And I took my phone out of my room. I got an alarm clock. I'm not really drinking. I'm sleeping better. And Magic Mind is a part of this whole regime for me. So my listeners are getting this amazing code, Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, 20 and this month only in January you also will get if you subscribe for three months one month completely free so check it out see what all the hubbub's about and let me know what you think 
Yeah. And so do you feel like in the last eight years, like that's been a consistent thing or have you had to kind of do some work like to get to a place where you like love to like support other people? Like how much time has had to go into your personal development to be able to show up and mentor these people? It ebbs and flows. I, my, I've always wanted to show up for people. Uh What has gotten in the way throughout different seasons of salon ownership would be my own insecurity and my own negative talk and my own lack of self-worth is what would get in the way, I think. And so in moments like that, I've always sought out support through coaches. Um, I'm not much of the of a therapy person. Like for me, I'll I'll go to therapy if I'm if something is like messy and I really need a, a different level of support, I would seek a therapist. But for me, finding like life coaches and business coaches and just the personal development, you know, books and podcasts and um that like learning more about myself and what why I sometimes can get in my own way um is that fuels me too. And so, so it's kind of just like ebbed and flowed and it depends because there's times when things are great and soaring in your business and you're just like on cloud nine. And then all it takes is, you know, like a negative, you know, a situation with a client or you have a handful of stylists leave or, you know, people talking bad about whatever. And, you know, if you're not really sturdy as a human with a heart, that's going to shake you. So, I've just, it's, it's a constant work in progress for me. Yeah, no, I think that that makes so much sense. It's like, like the more time you put into yourself and the, the thing about having a coach versus a therapist, since I've had both, I, I had a client who's like, oh, I, I, she was a life coach and she was like the difference. I asked her the difference. She's like, well, a coach helps you. And then you, 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 you figure out the problem and you move forward and therapy, you go back a lot and there's not necessarily like always a ending point. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. So I, I totally get with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So like with your salon moving, are you like, tell us a little bit about like your salon, like where it's going. So my salon right now is a 12 chair salon. So it's big. Um, but it's a 12 chair busy salon with only three shampoo bowls. Okay. And it's that size salon with a teeny, teeny break room and there's no office, there's no storage room. Um, it's, you know, it's perfect in all of its ways, but then, there's things that I wish I had that I just don't have that I've always craved, but it's like, I'm also a smart business person. Like, you know, more square footage and more space is more liability and expense. And it doesn't necessarily equate to more, you know, revenue at all. And so you always want to maximize your square footage. And something I've done in Bell Seren over the years is I've maximized my square footage. You know, the amount of people that we fit in that space and the amount of stylists that have, you know, navigated our tiny color slash break room over the years. Like it only works because I hire like really great people and they're kind and like we communicate. But um so yeah, it was just this always this um I guess I'll I'll tell you this. And this came at a time when I was actually working with a life coach. Um and just doing a lot of self-work and self-reflection and just learning more about 
myself and like my my triggers and everything. And in this growth season that I was having while working with a coach, I really started craving a bigger break room at my salon. And I really was like, ah, I wish I, a, I need a remodel. It's been eight years. Um, I wish there was a way to build out at least one or two more shampoo bowls and make our break room bigger. Like since the pandemic, we all really need more space to breathe. And so I started thinking bigger and it made me reach out to my landlord to ask. Um, she owns the space behind my salon. It's like a personal space. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to reach out to her and see if she'd be willing to let me build back a little bit. Like if I'm going to be investing in the space and I want to evolve it and pivot, I'm still in this game. I still have a lot of stamina to keep owning a salon. And I'm just going to reach out and see if she'd be willing to give me some square feet. And maybe I do a revamp of Belle Seren and we expand a little bit. And so just that one decision to ask totally pivoted because she said no, but she did say, you know, I have a new space that just opened up around the corner from you. It's 3,200 square feet. My existing spot right now is under 1,200. And she's like, you should totally go for it. And I was like, no way. Like that's stupid. That, that has, has like no appeal to me whatsoever. That's giant. But, um, and then I just, after that, I kind of sat with it and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I went inside and it just, it kind of spiraled into what seemed like no way into, well, wait, no, this is the way and it's presenting itself and it's not easy and it's tied up in risk and it's, it's the hard route, but on the other side of it, me seeing it through is going to create exactly what I'm craving. Um, that I didn't, I didn't know how to navigate that, but it just having the courage to ask for more opened up this new opportunity. And um, so that was a cool thing that I gained uh, just in a personal development season, I guess. But yeah, so I just I have the opportunity, and I brought uh, my interior designer and some people in, and I'm like, hey, can I have a big space like this and make it feel cozy and warm and like, like what Belseren feels, even if we're expanding and like, absolutely. And, and then there's just no turning back. Like once I saw it, it, it's just like game time. Like, and now when I'm in my existing salon, I love it, but I, I've completely outgrown it. Like, I can't wait to close a chapter and be in this new space. I've just like with my jaw on the ground, I'm like, that is the cool, like, I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's wild. I mean, it's, it's, I'm 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 creating something next level with so much faith and just kind of looking forward but the opportunity like the location of the space I've already had like all these random opportunities presenting themselves with brands oh, and I can't get into it yet but I just it just you know it's like you work on yourself and you get this courage and like I said yes, and then it just it spiraled. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. <laughs> God, I love that. I love that you asked your landlord and she's like, no, but I've got this space. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like I had up. a similar thing happen when I was looking, not exactly that, but when I was ending a business partnership, I found this space that was for rent. And I told my my realtor, I said, Hey, call have set, set something up here. Like it's not far from where I am. And he's like, yeah, he's got one more he wants to show you too. It's around the corner. 
And that's the space I have today. So it's like that courage to say like, maybe, but maybe there's a way or maybe this could work. And then it's like, no, 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 but it's going to take you to another door. And I just think that's so cool. It's, it's, it feels brave. And when I, when I think about life, like one of the things I thought about, I, I, I think about the end of life and we don't know when that is. Right. But I think I can imagine just being old and kind of laying in bed and kind of reflecting on life. And you think of, you know, all the chances maybe you took, maybe you failed, maybe you won, who knows, but like, what kind of life stories do you want at the end? Like, and I've just chosen that I I want them all to be filled with, you know, just kind of believing that I can do anything I set my mind to and kind of jumping off the cliff and trusting that the net is below and just having, you know, just, just living, taking chances and seeing how far you really can grow by just, again, saying yes. God, I am like, this is, this is the... This is the, where the podcast needed to go. I'm just like, yes, <laughs> like I want to live a brave life. I'm like, what do I need to do? And what call do I need to make today? Yeah. And bravery, I feel like comes in so many forms. Yeah. And yeah. And I guess that is something I even talk to my kids about is like, you know, I, I'll acknowledge like, hey, that was really brave of you, you know, and try to nurture that too, kind of facing the hard thing. My life coach says, like, do the hard thing to create a simple life. Yeah. I just love that. So when will you guys get to move in? How long will the process take? Because I I, I'm, I, want to follow along. Oh, it's going to be so amazing. Um, well, at this point, I'm waiting for permits. Okay. So in the name of doing the hard thing, um, it's n- it wasn't a salon. So that means I have to do full construction and um, I have to deal with the city and all that. So I've been waiting for permits. We're hoping we get permits any day now. Um, And as soon as we do, it's go time. And my goal is to open by the spring if I'm lucky, but it's, I can't predict anything. So that's another, it's just, I have to, I've completely surrendered to whatever this looks like. And I'm just going to figure it out on the other side of it. But I'm I'm hopeful spring. And luckily also um, in the name of like serendipity, my lease, so it's December now, my lease at my space was up in October. So my landlord has allowed me to go month to month until the new space is ready. So the beautiful thing is, is my team is going to be just fine. Like they're, oh, everyone's going to have a salon to work in until one day we just, on a Sunday, we... Um, move everything over and and then it'll be fine. Yeah, no, I was even just thinking as you were talking, like, I feel like you moving your space is like, do you feel like it's like, re- not that you haven't been inspired, but like, do you feel like it's taking your like inspiration to a new level, keeping you excited? Like how important is that to you? It is. And when reflecting on myself, like that's just kind of, if I look at things I've done in my life, and I've plot twisted my life quite a few times in personal and love and business and everything. It's just kind of the route I take. And especially being in a space for eight years, like I've never stayed at a job for eight years. I've never stayed at one space for eight years. So I really was hitting this wondering of like, like, what is the next step? 
Like opening my salon was a dream come true and it's so beautiful. And it's, I, I can't even believe the success and like what we've done. But to me, that's just not finality. It's like, okay, good for you. That's awesome. Now what's next? And so, yeah, it just kind of had to be this way for a while. I thought it would be a second location. Yeah. But in the name of seasons of life as a mom of two and a business owner and that there's no time to, I can't be in two places at once. I can hardly be in all my places at once now. So I'm wise enough to know that that wouldn't be the right route. Something would suffer. One of my salons would suffer. So I figure the second salon will come when my kids are older and, um, this whole expansion thing and kind of taking things to a whole nother level. It's like exactly what we're supposed to be doing. That's so cool. And I love, I love that you keep talking about seasons. Cause it's like, yeah, like I, I think about myself, even it's like, I know I only want one kid because I don't like being overwhelmed and I like having a really simple life. And like, this is what works for me. And I think so much of like, my happiness in life or just being on the path of happiness has been honoring who I am. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. And, and yeah, having a second kid is beautiful, but it's like, it is chaos. Yeah. <laughs> it's chaos. It's amazing. So in your new space, like how many stations will you have? 22. Wow. Insane. 22 chairs. But the way we're building it out, it's not going to be like factory ant farm. Like the way the salon is broken up, it's just, it's going to be so beautiful. And I'm going to have a big retail area. I'm going to have a big um, color room for my team. We're going to have a staff kitchen. I'm going to have my own office. We have a shampoo room. So like the shampoo bowls have their own space. I even have a utility closet. It's like, it's like the... Yeah, it's it's everything. And it's the location like where we're at in San Diego. It's um it's like on the corner of Gerard and Prospect in La Jolla, which is if you would have told me that that I would have a business there at any point, I would just be like no way. Like it's it doesn't get better. It's so cool. My neighbor is um the Selling Sunset people, the open Stop. home group. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm just like, oh my God. So, and it was one of those things too, when the location came up, I'm like, damn it, it doesn't get better than this. My husband did say, cause he challenged me when this came up. Yeah. Like, why the hell do you want to shake things up? Like, why are you like this? <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, babe, like, this is just who I am. Like you, you love this about me. I'll remind you that too. Mm -hmm. My, my drive, right? Yeah. Um, I'm like, you know, I can, I can say no to this opportunity, but one thing I will not get is you don't get a location opportunity and like the fact that my landlord owns both spaces and I can go month to month. Like it is everything perfect for this really challenging thing. And so it just, it's like, it it is perfect. I'm not going to get that opportunity again, packaged the same way. And I'm also, when I told him, it's like, once I can see something, once I can picture it in my mind and kind of feel it coming to fruition, you don't turn that off, right? No. Like you can't unsee it. So it's just kind of like there is no other way, but. Well, forward. and I love what you said about being like, if someone told me, would this be like, would I have a salon on this corner in this building? And that's why I think people's stories are so important because it's like, 
the foundation you have and where you come from and the fact that you've successfully done this in 1200 square feet. It's like all of that is such like amazing nutrients for this dream that like, I, I don't know, I just, I get so excited when I hear of like where, where people's dreams lead them, because it's like, had you not like done it on a smaller scale, like this is so next level, but it's like, yeah, if you jump from zero to a hundred, but this is, you're already, you already do this. Like I've already been, and, and, and kind of talking about like what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, like growing up, I, I grew up in a small town. My parents, you know, you know, no money, not a, I, I, nothing fancy in our life. Right. Like I literally, um, nothing. And, and being in a city like La Jolla and it, you know, almost like there's definitely been seasons of feeling like an imposter in this environment that I'm in. But I do think somehow along the way, it was my way of like saying like, no, like I, I do deserve to be here. And also the client's like our demographic of client is very wide. I don't just cater to a high-end clientele. I want everyone to feel comfortable and everyone deserving to come into La Jolla and come into this space and deserving of the type of experience and service. It doesn't matter, you know, where you come from or whatever. And I, I do think that just is from my upbringing. But yeah, it's like, what is it? The, like having a seat at the table. Like I made the table so I can sit at it because I would yes. feel uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't hold a space being at those tables, but so I made my own. <laughs> right. And it's like, and it makes sense that everyone, everyone belongs in at your table too. It's like, you don't, you don't, when you bring all your experiences, you bring that, those feelings you had as a kid, it's like, it all weaves in and it's like, and I think that's what's so cool about being able to have a business. It's like the energy in your business is so individual to the person that created it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly. So that's also something advice for you were talking about, you know, a lot of salon suite people, you think their next step would be opening a salon or just the people who considering opening a salon, like so much of it is going to go back down to the foundation of who you are as a person, as a leader, your values. Um it's that's what's going to separate it from every other salon on every corner. Yeah. It's like the soul of it. The soul of the salon is like, like, I think that that's why, I, like, even with your opportunity, it's like, you can't, you can't tell me there's not your entire story of like, this move is not wrapped in serendipity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that fires I, I, think, I think so too, but we'll see. We'll see on the other side and we'll talk in a year and see if I'm how it's oh, going. Man, I'm going to be, I'm going to just be waiting in the wings. I'm going to be just any story you put out, anything I want. I want interior design stuff. I want to go along for the ride. Cause I it's, I'm trying that I, yeah. I want to do that too, because it's, it's too exciting not to, when I opened Bell Seren, the first one, you know, Instagram was a thing, but it just wasn't what it is today. And now it's like, we have an opportunity to really invite people in and, so I'm, I'm working and on I, that trying. And I think like your clients and like the people that work with you and like in my own business, it's like, I feel like people buy into you cause they like being a part of the build. It's like, you probably have clients that are like, they remember when you opened the first one and it's like, I, I don't know. I, I sometimes think in like the social media world we live in, people feel like they have to have like a polished done version, but I'm like, no, no, the people buy into like you building it. Process the, the realness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, agreed. Well, as soon as we start, like I've talked about it a little bit on my social media, but we haven't really talked about it on my salons. Like I figure 
I'm going to wait until we're permitted and we're actually like, I have a plan of when we're going to open to start really inviting our clients into the story. But I, I'm hopeful early next year that we can really start doing that. So cool. So where can people follow along with you? Where can people find your course? I just, I, I, I'm so excited about the direction your business is going in and like, I get getting to hear more about it today. You're sweet, Lindsay. Um, I'm well on Instagram, obviously, hair.love.sherry. And then um, my digital course, you can find it on my Instagram too, but it's roadmap to salon success.com. And even through there, I have a, a free guide that I wrote that I, I love too. And it's 10 steps to opening your first salon. And it's essentially like if you're even considering opening a salon or a salon suite or you're kind of curious about it, read this guide. It's free. And it really breaks apart, you know, what that's going to look like. And then you would maybe want to take the course if you're like, no, I want to do this. So that's all on roadmap to salonsuccess.com. Very cool. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.